It's time to shake up that paradigm. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. Hey everyone, this is Patrick Donahoe. Uh, This week we are going to do a short podcast on dividends and what dividends are as it relates to mutual insurance companies. And I have none other than Sean Fleming in the podcast room today. Sean, how's it going, man? Really good. It's quite an introduction. None other than. None other than. Well, what can can we expect? (laughs) You're the man, right? Amen. Amen to that. So Sean's here. We're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, dividends in general. Uh, but first, uh, as kind of way of, of introduction for Sean. Sean's uh, been with us uh, for quite a few months now. Uh, but Sean has a, a background in commercial real estate, uh, mainly in development, and uh, has uh, has uh, as a part of his personal financial plan has owned uh, mutual insurance and uh, has participated in that for a number of years and came on with us uh, mid part of last year. Uh, but we're excited to have him here. So we're going to talk uh, just kind of his experience with uh, with Paradigm Life thus far, and uh, then we'll kind of dive into a little bit of the dividend conversation. What those are? Excellent. Sounds fun. Cool. So Sean, so you're so you you heard about it? We we cross we we had never crossed paths, even though we had a lot of uh, acquaintances in common, um, and uh, and so that was that was really interesting that that never happened. Uh, but we hit it off. You're a great guy. And I've been an awesome mentor, mentor to some of our guys here, uh, but you really have a passion about life and a passion about what you're doing here. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. Oh, completely. you better say you absolutely. Better say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what's been your experience so far with uh, with Paradigm Life and and uh, doing business with uh, our clients throughout the country? Oh, it's been incredible. You know, when I walked through the door, I knew I wanted to be a part of what you were doing, Patrick. Um, I knew of you, and I knew of what was happening here, but not even not even close to the full extent of it. And the opportunity to help so many people across the country the way we are, the way we're sharing it, the way we're educating people, um, it's pretty special. It's it a is. good opportunity. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's uh, I think in, in our society these days, the way in which people are uh, learning is, uh, is through you know, new technology and new media, Googling, you know, that word is now part of, should be a part of the dictionary yeah. uh, because that's where people find their information, find the solutions to their problems. And uh, yeah, we've been really fortunate to, to be able to provide uh, solutions that really everybody is looking for. And so it's awesome that you've been able to grasp the, the concept so strongly, uh, but it's because you've used it in the past. So yeah, why don't you absolutely. maybe give a brief explanation of, uh, of how that started? Yeah, so I, um, guy showed up in my life in uh, 2006, first part of 2006, and introduced me to this new concept called infinite banking, and I had never heard of it before, and it, it kind of rocked my world. It's like, why hadn't I heard about this before? And I took a few months to dig into it and figure it out. And uh, so I, I did a nice policy, backdated that, and yeah. then life happened in the real estate market. And yeah. that, that policy became you know, not just something that I was passionate about because it, it helped me in my own personal life, mm-hmm. but I recognized it as something that everybody needed to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And very few people that I knew were aware of it. Yep. The people that were kind of in, you know, my my world, so to speak, that I thought should know about it, didn't know about it. And that was an interesting, interesting discovery. Yeah, it's a hard thing to it's a hard thing to grasp because I think when you look at any type of uh, financial scenario or recommendation or product, uh, a lot of it's driven from the specific company offering the product. Whereas a lot of what we're doing is uh, is kind of backwards. I mean, we we've been fortunate to come across uh, information of of 
advisors that have figured out ways in which to take a product that an insurance company was offering and use it a specific way. And I think that's one of the, the main reasons, uh, and there's several others as well, but that's one of the reasons why it is not as prevalent as you may as you may think. But it's becoming more popular just because people don't want to be subject to the chaos of the market anymore. And they oh, want to have yeah. certainty. They want to have liquidity. They want to have tax benefits and things that uh, have existed forever in these types of products, but people are you know, just now becoming aware of. So let's let's kind of get into the dividend side of things. I mean, dividends, there's, I think individuals, it's part of their vocabulary, but as far as what it means, many people don't understand that. It, I think they get it in relation to stocks and how a company right. uh, that issues stock that's traded publicly may pay a dividend. Uh, and of course, if you have you know specific ownership, preferred shares oftentimes pay a dividend with a company. But but looking at dividends as it relates to insurance companies, most people are are somewhat uh, va- there, there's a vagueness there. So based on you know what you would explain to a client, how would you teach them about dividends? You know, one of the greatest things about um, what we're doing is we're we're uh, dealing with participating mutual companies. So there's a big difference between a stock company and a mutual company. And when people think of dividends, they typically think of a stock. They think of the traditional model. And in that scenario, there's there's an inherent conflict of interest between the shareholder and the, the uh, customer yeah. in most cases. And the board, when they make a decision to pay that dividend, who are they paying it to? They're paying it to the shareholder, yeah. not to the customer. And yeah. so there's a little opportunity there for um, a little bit of a conflict of interest when t- things get tight or when they're trying to push stock value yep but with a mutual company the policy owner they are the owner and owner of the company yeah and have rights and so the, when the board's making a decision they're looking out for the policy holders holders who are the actual owners of the company no that's a great point i mean i think you look at it's more difficult these days for a public you know going to a stock company any stock company uh, that's publicly traded the amount of regulation that exists and I feel, and not necessarily just regulation, but also um, how fluid information travels. Because if a company has a bad quarter, quarter, and that reflects on their quarterly reports, it's like everybody knows instantaneously if they're doing bad and what happens to what happens to the stock price. Yeah. And so looking at you know looking at uh, companies, I mean they're very short term in a, in a sense as it relates to that. Uh, but you made a good point. I mean, looking at first off, looking at insurance companies. I mean, insurance companies. It's based on it's based on math. I mean, insurance companies don't go out and necessarily speculate. I think there has been a lot of speculation with recent companies, but the traditional insurance is just based on an actuarial math. It's based on science. It's based on numbers and probability. The probability of somebody becoming disabled, the probability of somebody getting into a car accident, somebody dying, somebody doing this or somebody doing that. They have that data and they're able to run their calculations to determine what they need to charge to indemnify a potential risk and then turn a profit. Right. But obviously with stock companies in the insurance industry, they have had to boost their quarterly earnings. And so like you said, they may take on individuals that may you know, be borderline healthy or not healthy. And it may uh, compromise the, the company's, you know, company's profitability and the company's worth and it's and it's scary because i think you know with our environment right now looking at interest rates looking at companies having to go out and speculate and take on risk to have yield a lot of bad things could potentially happen to stock companies but looking at a mutual company it's it's kind of opposite they're not subject to you know to shareholders not subject to quarterly reports okay and 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 i think right there it allows companies to make better decisions and the right decisions they can think long term they can think long term. there's no pressure they don't have 
that money burning a hole in their pocket. Nope. They don't have to spend it. No. And so if we had a situation where, you know, we had, you know, a downturn in the market, you know, real estate, you know, downturns can end up, you know, when it's bad for everybody else, could actually be good for a mutual company because they're liquid. They've got those assets sitting there on the sidelines and they can make good, sharp decisions. Exactly. And we've seen that a lot with some of the mutual companies that we work with. Some have been able to acquire businesses, acquire other insurance companies at uh, you know a percentage of their value just because of the struggles that some companies have. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So let's get into maybe the technical side of a dividend. So a dividend cool. is only paid to whom? Is it paid to all upper, any policy owner? Um, it, anyone who owns a policy with that company. Okay. Only whole life oh, though. The only the whole life policy. So if a person buys a term policy or a person buys a disability policy, no dividends. There's paid. no there's no dividends no. associated with that. Okay. So a person has to buy a whole life policy to become an owner. Is there any other way to become an owner? Um, any other way to become an owner of the mutual in the, company? In the mutual company. No. No, there's That's not. the only way. Yeah, so mutual companies, they've been around for hundreds of years, and this is the only way to have ownership. So yeah. that being the case, at the you know as they look at their profitability model, it's a for-profit company. And so at the end of the year, their board of directors meets. They have... You know, they look at their books, they look at everything, and they determine, you know, what amount they're going to hold in surplus and in reserves and what amount they're going to pay to the dividend or the policy owners, the ones that have those types of policies. And so they credit a dividend. So if they credit a dividend, what what happens? So they say, okay, we're going to pay $10 million of dividends to policy owners. So what happens at that point? That's then paid out. Yeah. Paid out to the policy owners. And, uh, you know, these companies, they've been paying their dividends for 100 Plus, plus years, years, 150 years in some cases, yeah. even longer yeah. for a few companies. And their track record of paying these dividends is consistent. It's impeccable. Yeah. So, so when you get, all right, so let's say, so a dividend gets declared. So they declare a dividend at the end of the year. And then throughout the following year, when a person has a anniversary date, which means it's the date they started their policy, uh, the calendar, you know, not necessarily the year, but the calendar, then they are paid their share of the dividend. Right. So how can a person get their dividend what are the different forms i mean what can it come what can it come in oh it can come in cash they can take okay so they can request cash yeah they okay. can actually take that dividend when they take that dividend it's actually tax-free okay so they don't have to, they get a cash they get a check but they don't have to pay or declare that or pay right. taxes on it okay and as you know but maybe some of our listeners don't know the reason for that is because the irs has said that they can pay back a um basically a return of premium yep. so it's profit the you know, because of the profit that they've made, they can pay that dividend, but they're actually paying it back as a return of premium, yeah, which so is pretty cool. Well, and it's kind of like a return of principal type of thing with, with another type of investment, right? Yeah. Yep. There just isn't any, that doesn't exist with other dividends. Yeah. Okay. So they pay a dividend that you can get in cash. They'll write you a check, go cash that check and do yeah. whatever you want with it. Yeah. Okay. Or you so, can reinvest it back in the policy. Okay. So you can buy a paid up addition. So you yep. can buy a completely paid up policy. It's going to be smaller. I mean, if the dividends are smaller, the dividends are $1,000, it'll buy completely paid up $5,000 yeah. policy. It's going to increase your death benefit. Yeah. And the cash value, right? And that $1,000 would go directly to cash value. Yeah. All right. So and, what else? So and can, continue to earn and return inside okay. the policy. Absolutely. Yeah. So now the dividend can start earning dividends. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right. So what else can, <laughs> what else can it do? Awesome. Like, you're picking my brain like you don't know. That's fun. <laughs> What else? So, what else can it do? Oh gosh, you tell me. So, it pay it could pay it could pay a premium, right? Yep. You can use it to pay your premiums, Absolutely. or part of the premiums. Uh, you can use it to pay down part of the loan. Mm-hmm. If you have a loan outstanding against the cash value, 
can use it to, to pay that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy some additional term insurance. I mean, there's several different options, and some companies have more options than than others. But those are the primary primary options. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. So yeah. So dividends tax free. Dividends have been paid. There's a longevity there uh, that really doesn't exist in any other type of uh, financial product. And uh, and then there's different forms in which you can take the dividend. So do you have to take the dividend in that form every single year? No. No. You can. Yeah. You can elect to change it. You can change the cash and go to paid up additions or go to this or that. Yeah. So if a, if somebody's got their uh, dividend going into PUA for 20 years and they decide they all of a sudden want to start you know drawing that mm-hmm. income, they can change that and it can start come as income cash. and it can come tax free. So one other thing too, because if you look at you know just a normal company that you can own stock in and they would pay you a dividend, you can use those dividend to buy additional stock, right? Yep. But then the stock can reduce in value, so you may lose that dividend. Right. So is that possible with a uh, a mutual company? If you're getting no. paid a dividend and you reinvest that dividend, is it possible to lose that? You're not going to lose it because yeah. it goes. It, I mean, it's guaranteed yep. at that point. Awesome. It's permanent. You just don't see that other places. No, no. So it's it's How unique. Many, it's it's really unique. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that uh, that we kind of consider as relatively easy to understand because it's kind of what we do every day. But for for our clients, it's something that is new. And uh, so it's good that we have had this uh, had this podcast and talked about it a little bit more. Little Another bit more cool detail. thing about dividends is they they have the potential of going up. We have to oh, yeah. point out that they're not guaranteed. Hmm. They could go down, and they could go up yeah. based on the market. And so you've got some upside potential. And one thing I think, uh, which is interesting, that's one of the reasons why you know companies continue to to pay dividends uh, today is because you know interest rates have gone down quite quite a bit uh, over the last couple of years, and interest rates typically drive the insurance market sometimes. And uh, but companies have still been able to you know to pay dividends because you know back if you go into the '70s and '80s. Uh, there was a, a, a huge increase in interest rates, and a lot of mutual companies started to get into really valuable type of uh, paper and product and investment, and they're still still holding a lot of it today. Uh, but they're they're smart. They're gen- you know they're mathematicians. They know what's going to happen in the future. That's their job. And so one of the things that they did is they took a lot of profit at that point, kind of set it aside, and now they use it now to pay some of the dividend as well. So it's a it's an it's a it's a fascinating industry. Yeah. Uh, but it really comes down to this idea of you know math versus versus risk. And I think that you know most individuals in our society today, uh, their assets are exposed to risk. It could be real estate risk, it could be uh, interest rate risk, it could be market risk. I mean, they're all business risk, all these different risks out there. This is one of the only industries where you're able to now basically have professional mathematicians shoulder the risk for you. Yeah, and you say they're genius. They are genius. But yeah. the cool thing about this is they don't have to be genius to make the returns that they're making. Yeah. They just have to be conservative. Yeah. And it's actually, it'd be irresponsible for them yeah. to be otherwise. So great point. Yeah. Great point. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks uh, everyone for listening today. Uh, we will, uh, we'll end, but if you uh, want more information about uh, paradigm life, you can listen to our past podcasts or you can go to our website, www.paradigmlife.net. Don't forget to check out our new e-learning program called infinite One Hundred One. Uh, And if you are a client and you have not been given access to our client page, uh, give us a call or shoot us an email. Email is clients at paradigmlife.net. Phone number 800-870-8670. And you can ask for uh, our client relationships manager. Okay, everyone. Have a great, uh, great rest of the week. Thanks. Bye.